0: Hi folks, welcome to Memory Labs, the Magic the the Gathering podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Mike. I'm Tyson. Okay, so yeah, we came up with a name, uh, so that's that's something we did, something we managed to do. Um, It's a good name, we like the name. Yeah, we like the name, nobody else had it, therefore we could use it, and that was pretty much uh, all we had to do. So are we going to like work our way into this and talk about what we've been doing well, I mean, lately, or are we going to get
1: right into it? I figured we could talk about how we came up with the name, because, you know, Memory Lapse, you know, it's a crappy spell, don't worry about that, it's not the part that matters, but it's a magic card, and we love magic, Yeah. so we took that for that reason.
0: I mean, it's kind of the reason why we have a Magic the Gathering podcast, I said it right that time, yeah.
1: There we go. We're staying focused this time.
0: We are staying we gotta work into we gotta work into it. We gotta we gotta we gotta form a connection with the audience
1: and then get into what we're gonna talk about. But another reason we like memory lapse is because so far pretty much everything we've talked about has more or less been an oversight on R and D's end. So we're kind of taking advantage of their memory lapses and yeah. cards that may have been around or mistakes or things <laughs> that they just didn't quite catch.
0: Yeah. Or the fact that they don't give a shit about anything other than standard. Well, I mean, eternal formats are eternal formats. I yeah. love them. I mean, they're definitely cashing in with eternal masters, which I am infinitely more excited about now because of the spoilers that we just saw.
1: Speaking of, no, it wasn't around. Hmm. Fraction man. Ah. ah
0: mm-hmm. Well, are we gonna are we gonna gloss over eternal masters? I feel like we should give that at least a minute that way, because that is relevant. That is current. That is I not being focused. focused.
1: Uh, no, Eternal Masters is... Okay, first off, Eternal Masters has a <laughs> lot of hype, and our viewers are going to care about that. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah listeners, is, I guess,
1: is technically y- Listeners,
0: yeah, because it is something we're going to want to talk about, <laughs> at least for a second, before we get into the, the main course, the real thing we want to talk about.
1: I mean, especially since we have, uh, you know, something that is a bit of an oversight, or you know a bit of a memory lapse, uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor is confirmed as a Mythic Rare in yeah. Eternal Masters. So, alongside that, we currently have... This uh, 17 cards. Alright, there's all 17. I only saw 16 for a second. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, I don't know if I saw all 17. I know. Well, we'll go over the list real quick.
0: Um, a lot of these pretty. cards
1: are pretty much yeah.
0: mistakes, if we're going to be honest. Just the fact that Mana Crypt final- Did Mana Crypt ever have a printing that wasn't from the book? Uh, Judge Promo. Okay, well... Again, okay.
1: It had very selective prints.
0: Yeah, but now you can actually get it out of a pack. So the, I think I actually have the book that you could have gotten it out of. I mean, the coupon was cut out, obviously. Well, yeah, was it was Magic like the there. Gathering Arena?
1: I honestly don't remember. Okay, I'm it's, not sure. It's been a long time. But there was like a book there
0: was like a coupon for an exclusive magic card and I think that might have been it. That, that was I, the
2: little graphic novels. They gave you the card on the front. Oh the graphic novels. Yeah, okay. they had like a little comic graphic novel. I know okay. you could get like alternate or faithless looting was like I No, those
1: were the IDW comics. They came right inside it. They didn't have a coupon to mail in for Okay. That. Okay, so that yeah, these to had a coupon to mail
0: in. I wanna find I wanna find a book that still has that intact. I wonder if Wizards would still honor that. I have a friend who deals in maybe. comic
2: books that has those.
0: Yeah. Yes. I Both want the IDWs I want, or the old ones. I've, the old ones i I've checked Arena cuz I actually read that. I got the second one. It was like Whisperwood or something like that. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to pull out the book, actually read it and maybe we can have like a book club segments. So I don't fucking know. Um, that would require that you guys read them, too, and I don't think you want to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm done with reading them. them. Oh, I really? I
1: read a couple of the magic novels while I was in high school still. Oh, okay. Uh, most notably was the one during the Acroma timeline, <laughs> and... he's like, shaking his head, like, fuck no, this is not becoming... <laughs> so that might just be, like,
0: a side segment for <laughs> I mean, me A side segment for us when he's not Because Mike around. does not want to... Mike does not seem to want to do this. But, yeah, I'll let you copy my... I'll let you borrow my copy of Arena, and we can talk about it. I'll read over it again, because it's a really easy read, like, really quick. Because, you know, it's almost like this is a children's
1: game. (laughs) The the one that I read, actually, (laughs) obviously we did not read the same book. The one that I read was pretty gory. Um, I'll see if I can't find it or have, like, talk to the high school. Yeah, I got it for the high school. And see if I can't just, like, get it from them if it's even there still.
0: Yeah, and honestly, the books are really easy to find because you can get them for, like, 99 cents and it's, like, $4 for shipping there. What's that called? Mass Market Paperback. That's the best way to get them, because you get them for like $5, and most of that's the shipping. So if you have Amazon Prime, you're probably really sitting pretty on being able to get those, because that's where I was ordering them from. All
1: right, so let's get back on chat. Right? Okay. we want to talk about some modern, Eternal, Eternal master spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, so, real quick, real quick. So Jason, the Mind was already mentioned. There's 60 <laughs> more cards beyond that. We have Mana Crypt, which was also mentioned. Yeah. Sylvan Library, fantastic card. Yeah. Great for a reprint. Enlightened Tutor. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, it's a good card. I think it is due for a reprint. Kind of surprised me a bit because it's one of those cards you don't think of very often. Is it Mystical Tutor on that list too? Uh, Mystical Tutor's banned in Legacy and restricted in Vintage. I believe uh-huh. it might be able th- to be. Uh, I know reprint in Eternal Masters. I know uh, Chrome Mox is on there. Yeah. Well, we're going through. I've got. The, well, I'm trying. I'm here. trying
0: to cut some out because. I don't want to go like, one by one on this, otherwise, it might go too long. Well, that's where we're just going to go real
1: quick through Okay, okay. You know, Inline Tutor. Uh, Gamble. Great card for lands. Yeah. Fantastic. yeah. Toxic Deluge. You can now get a uh, foil of it, which is great. Right. Sneak Attack. Yeah. Necropotence. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about Necropotence. Necropotence was in the Storm deck I was playing, maybe? It's in a handful of vintage decks. It's banned in Legacy. It's legal in EDH. Um. Three black mana, great card. It does have a foil printing. I can't remember exactly where it's from. I believe it's a judge promo, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's
0: a more recent card, I believe. It's a more recent card because the proxy I got was more recent. I don't think it was from like well, the Moto set. But whatever
1: you print off the proxies, it takes pictures from Moto as well. I don't think
0: it was Moto though. I think it was something else. I can't remember. I could be wrong. Because I played that deck once and it was terrible. Yeah. It was like a Dark Pet Storm deck that had no other win condition except for tendrils yeah, and empty the Warrens in the sideboard. It was, was a vintage awful. deck
1: called DPS, but it was really poorly built and didn't have any sideboard stuff for yeah. it, you know things that hose it. Yeah. Um, continuing right. through the Eternal Masters list real quick. Right, 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 to right, Make this quick. Sure. Deathrite Shaman, great yeah, card, okay, everybody's yeah. favorite one drop. Definitely a staple. Yeah.
0: Chrome Mox.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about that. I feel like I'd have preferred to see Mox Diamond, but that's just a me thing. And plus, we don't know what else is. Right, we've still got you know two hundred odd cards. Um, Goblin char yeah, yeah. Painter um, uses uh, it. it. <laughs>
0: There's a handful of decks that use it. Utsal um, spells uses a uh, alternate wind con in the sideboard. Yeah, painter does it too. Yeah, right. Um,
1: force of will. Of course, everybody. That, that was one of the first. We cards know about force for of will
0: in Wasteland. Yeah.
1: Yep. For
2: forces, um, pick your number because people are going to pay for them.
1: Maze of Ith. Yeah. Bloodbraid Elf, Daze, and Nimble Mongoose. Uh, The only non-rares spoiled thus far are Bloodbraid Elf, Nimble Mongoose, and Daze. Everything else is rare or better. Right. So they're showing us a lot of the things to get us excited for this. And Um, I am. I I, I expected spoilers to start like a week ago, and then to just like unleash the horde of commons and uncommons, then like a nice rare here or there. They just went all in and went, here's all these great rares.
0: Froth. That's basically what they're saying right now. So, okay. So, are we gonna go on to that? Are we done with Eternal Masters now? Yep. The Eternal Masters. We are hyped. In fact, we are hyped for that. Squid staring at me. I, I'm
2: I'm hyped for it. I was just going into this. We're focused and we. Oh, have he's a topic. He's
0: swinging.
1: He wants to do this. <laughs> I do want to do this. He's so for okay, this. right. right, right, right. We'll okay. Let, let's ease into this. I guess. Um, during GPLA, if anybody else watched the coverage this weekend, uh, today is the 23rd. The GP took place on the 21st and 22nd. Right. <laughs> it was a modern GP. Re- this will probably release on the 24th at the latest. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. It's, we're recording, recording is happening on the Recording is happening
1: the 23rd, yeah. Um, but the GP was the 21st and 22nd. During that, there was a segment by the Channel Fireball casters called Fact or Fiction and one topic that we really want to focus on is one of their fact or fiction questions was modern would be a better format if every card with Phyrexian mana was banned fact or fiction um they all unanimously agreed fact now we have a couple varying opinions here i'm fairly neutral on it i believe there's some problem cards um I think Mental Misstep's actually not terrible for Modern. I said this on our first podcast, if you listen to that. Um, (laughs) Oh, Jesus, we're opening that can of worms again. Okay, Mental (laughs) Misstep Part 2 of the podcast, let's go. Um, (laughs) It's a card with Phyrexian Mana. You have to acknowledge it. Um, Beyond that, there's only one other card with Phyrexian Mana Bandon Modern. Yeah, Birthing birthing pod. Pod. Yeah, Birthing Pod. Which completely axed the deck, Pod. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, yeah. I played that. That was a really good deck. <laughs> it was the best deck in the format. It was like Yes. S- it was an absurdly high amount of the meta. It had a super toolbox creature kit, so you could use them to win the game, and you could just use them to basically beat whatever deck you were playing against at that time because you just potted stuff away, and you always had the answers. Um, so I believe Birthing Pod was a card that needed to go away. Yes, it seems like the only problem. Well, the only cards
0: that are common and/or problems would be like tendrils and. Uh, what was it? Was it? What was the card that was the two Phyrexian black and a colorless and? Dismember. Dismember. Okay, that's it. Why was I thinking tendrils? Because there is a tendrils Phyrexian card. I just can't remember what it is. Whatever it is, it's not any good. It's not good. No, um. But yeah, that get probe and spellskite maybe
1: uh spellskite Gut could shot. very well be a problem gutshot is a card i don't believe it's super relevant and they brought uh, it up
2: because of the storm deck the oh, one
1: the card grape shot <laughs> <laughs> all right so we went over to <clears> taxian <throat> probe we went over we didn't go probe. over to taxian probe we well, mentioned it, it had that'll, have its, own, that'll have its own that'll have its own section in this podcast probably so <clears throat> there's a handful of Relevant. Yeah. And I use that term. Loosely. Very loosely. Um, Very loosely. Cards with Phyrexium. I actually management. have a list right
0: here. There is uh, thirty four cards with Phyrexium. Right. Well management. there's only
1: like seven of them that are relevant. Yeah. There's oh yeah. Birthing Pod? Yes. Mental misstep. Mutagenic growth. Mutagenic growth. Yeah. Apostle's Blessing. Okay. Getaxium probe. Dismember. Yeah. And there might be one that I'm missing somewhere, but it's Um. That's probably fairly irrelevant. Spellskite or... Uh, Spellskite, yeah. Because it's on the... It's an activated ability that has the friction... Oh, Volt Scourge! I almost forgot that guy. I love him. Okay.
2: I think people are really upset with Spellskite right now in the format.
1: So, Spellskite's a really good card in the format. Um, yeah. I feel like if they would have made it a colorless mana instead of a blue or two life, that card would have been much more balanced and not the cyborg monster it is. Fire and Metamorph. We can't forget that one. hmm Three and a blue copy... Well, three and a Frexium blue copy something. Yeah. It's not a bad one. Yeah. Well, I'm well. just going with ones I recognize. Oh, my goodness. How them. did I forget that? Surgical Extraction. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody needs extra paint in their deck, right? Right? Yeah. It's balanced. Well, not survival's Survival is kind of a card, yeah, but I don't believe it's as relevant as most yeah, of the things. Yeah, but what was their argument on this? Um, it breaks okay. the color pie. So, as a... I don't know, uh, a green deck. I can play Dismember with, quote, no drawback. Um, and the quote's there. Yeah. Uh, I so, think they're
2: just crybabies because they did the same thing where everybody knows my thoughts on Metal messed step. And yeah. they did ban it. And now here we go with the other ones because other callers can use these cards and it's unexpected. Get over it.
1: Dismember is a very powerful card. Uh, It costs you four life, but the fact that you give something minus five, minus five, it's too good to pass up. Yeah. You get to play it in literally every deck. You can play it in a black deck that, you know, I'm going to tap out down to one, make my opponent think I'm just sitting on, like, Disfigure or something, and then next thing you know, surprise, Dismember. Yeah. Um, you know, I can play it in Murfolk uh, Merfolk is probably the deck that gets the most value out of a dismember, realistically, at the end of the day. They don't play a lot of removal, they maybe play a vapor snag for like a tempo play to bounce a creature and they'll lose a life off of it. <clears throat> but like at the end of the day, that's not dealing with a problem long term. It's not Dismember. It's not getting something out of the way forever and just being like, Hey, I'm done with this card. Right. Um It's like Dismember is probably the most problematic card. Second, get probe, being get probe. Third, probably being mutagenic growth, just because infects in the format. Yeah. I would um, say
0: mutagenic growth more so than get probe,
1: because like yeah, get probe gets you information and draws get you a card. Probe
0: mutagenic growth
2: abuses stuff right Mutagenic
0: now. growth is a free pump your shit spell. Like that's especially with infect.
1: Right. It's it's only a problem in infect though. Nothing else is playing mutagenic growth. Right. Every deck can just play Git Probe and be like, I'll oh, get your hand and draw a card. Well, that's Sweet. the thing. Every There's deck no is playing Git Probe. So... For Not all of them. Gen decks don't. You yeah. still have a cost,
2: and I didn't think it was fair for them to say it's outside the realm of the mana, Kellers, and it's like you're
1: still paying a cost at 2 life to do these effects. Yeah, but realistically, how much is that cost? Like, I what's mean, the drawback of it? I mean, if we're talking
0: about modern, that just means you start with 15 life instead of 17. So uh, And actually,
1: fun thing about Modern, if you like turn one Thoughtseize, you're already at 15. Yeah. So then you start at 13 life. I mean, there is
0: a drawback. You you're, have
2: your fetches.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you, you use your fetch lower. and you shock and you're down to 17. Well, then you use thought seize for You're 15. probably
1: not shocking if you're dismembering. You're probably getting like a basic. Yeah. Unless you're in a super desperate yes. situation. Yes. Well, wait, if you're dismembering, you're starting
0: at 15 anyway because you're fetching and then you're dismembering. Right. But we, we're realistically not going to
1: go to 13. Yeah. Unless, of course, we're playing that adorable Death Shadow deck. <laughs> which uses... There we go. There's one that actually brings up a super relevant problem with Xing cards. It has all these free spells that take your life down to make your Death Shadow bigger.
0: Yeah. For
1: anybody unfamiliar with Death Shadow, it's a 13-13 for a single black that gets minus one, minus one for each point of life you have.
2: I forgot all about that. So, card. you start
1: the game at 20 life. Yeah. Your 13-13 is a negative 7, negative 7, whenever it comes to the battlefield, oh, which sure. is effectively a zero, 0 Yeah. So, you, like, you aggressively shock, fetch, gataxium Probe, Mutagenic Growth, um, Noxious Revival back on top of your deck, and then can just, like, jam your Death Shadow on turn 1 <laughs> for... You take 3, 4, 5... Six, seven. Realistically, you're not playing a turn one, but you can play it as early as turn two. But these decks are for their other one drops. Playing like wild in because you're a five color deck. You're actually accessing the entire rainbow. Um, they're playing wild in the They're playing goblin guy. They're just playing the good aggressive one mana creatures. And Frexian mana does really enable this deck because you just your life. You have a really bad burn matchup. I'll give this deck that as a terrible burn matchup. But uh, for the most part, you're just like using your life total as a resource, which isn't necessarily a drawback, but you're getting so much out of the Phyrexian mana in this deck. Yeah. So I believe Phyrexian mana cards are largely fine. Um, There's just a couple scenarios where they can be abused and they create problems. Mutagenic growth, in fact, creates a giant problem. Unogenic growth in every other deck, not so much of a problem. Gitaxium Probe, serious problem. Lots of, like, too much information can be gained, and it replaces itself. If it didn't draw a card, it just looked at their hand, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that'd be okay, I guess. But the problem is it replaces itself, and since it does it, everybody plays it. Like, it's a free prowess in the types of decks that are trying to use it. Or, you know, again, this is a card that, um... Free Ascendancy trigger and Mill trigger for me in my modern
0: deck. (laughs) Because I'm an idiot that plays Jeskai Tutelage.
1: It's another card that effect gets to abuse for free. Right. Like, hey, I get to see your hand, so I know exactly what removal spells I'm playing around, so I know exactly how to sequence the spells in my hand to play against you. Yeah. Like... Realistically, In fact, having access to Phyrexian Mana seems to be the real problem here. More I talk about this. Because they also play Apostles' Blessing. Yeah. Well, like, they and they play Dismember for the Mirror. They should like, hit
2: that one card and not just say, we're going to get rid of it all and make an excuse like, <clears throat> it doesn't follow the rules of the
1: mana. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, the more I think about this, only two decks really abuse the Phyrexian Mana. Um, yes. Infect and Death Shadow. Death Shadow, because it wants to use its life and get its life as low as possible. Like, that deck would probably lightning bolt itself if it had to. I'm not even kidding. I could see somebody doing that with that deck. I would bolt myself with that deck. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good play. I'd not condone that play. It's but I can see play. it happening. <laughs> but that seems to be the biggest problem with Frexium mana is Infect abuses it. Um, Death Shadow abuses it. Infect is a terrible mechanic anyway. Yeah, like, realistically, Infect is a problem deck of the format. I've had people tell me, oh, all you have to do is play around Infect right and not be an idiot. And it's like, I don't think you guys realize how hard that is. As somebody that plays Infect, once I get action Probe and I see your hand, I'm basically in control of the game the rest of the game. Nothing happens unless I want it to. My Ink Moth uh, Nexus animations are on my terms. It's it's maddening because the ten damage thing though it wouldn't
0: be so bad if that was also ten damage in EDH as well. I mean, technically it is. Yeah, but that's like where a House Rules thing comes in.
1: Yeah. That's a brief stint on Phyrexian Mana. For the most part, I'm okay with it. I think a couple decks get to abuse it particularly well. Um Mike seems to think that it's fine. People complaining about Phyrexian men are just whiny babies. I think it's fine, yes. too. I don't think it's a huge deal. I just think there's a handful of cards that are problems.
0: I mean, like, the problem I have with Git Probe, like, being a potential ban, is the, the only real, like, reason I have to defend it is, like, oh, it's a blue spell that draws a card. Oh, no, it's a problem. In Modern. Great. Because how many of those are we allowed to have? Oh, that's right. Like, none. All the red cards have to draw. Like, all the red spells have to
1: draw cards in this fucking format. Excuse you. We have two, three good blue draw spells now. And one, maybe two, depending on how you want to define it. Good. Okay. But put them into your hand. Okay. Faithless Lure is pretty good. That's not blue. Yeah, that's red. You just
0: (laughs) named another red card that draws more cards than the fucking blue spells. (laughs) You just acknowledged Tim's problem. Magmatic Insight,
1: Tormenting Voice, Faithless Looting. Alright, so the blue spells that let you draw cards that are of relevance in the format are Serum Visions. Ugh, yeah. Not really. Draw a card,
0: Stry 2. That's that one, right? Yeah. Draw a card, Stry
1: 2. It's reverse
0: preordained. It's the... it's um, stupid.
1: So but we have yeah, visions. We have think twice, which personally I like a lot. One in a blue, draw a card at instant speed. Flashback yeah. two in a blue. Yeah. Um, then we have ancestral visions. Recently got unbanned, and I guess technically we have cryptic command, but it's a little more flexible than just drawing a card. Per so point. so yes. So the red spells, it's easier to
0: draw cards with because the ones you just said in blue are draw a card. Both the ones we talked about in red were draw two cards. One's one cost. And what's Faithless Looting's cost? It's like three, and then it has a flashback cost or something? Oh, it's a single. One red. one red? Okay. It's a sorcery, though. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because I was considering that in the uh,
1: Jeskai Flashbacks, deck. Three, yeah. one red, 2 deck. I mean, colors. here's the big problem with all these red cards. They don't actually... Um, Faithless Looting doesn't break you. Faithless Looting no. yeah, actually Faithless loses even, you a card. Yeah, <laughs> it helps to
2: sculpt your hand. Unless you're yeah. playing Dredge.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know Like they essentially just replace themselves in the card you pitch, but still, it's if you have something to pitch or you have an extra land to pitch, Magmatic and Insight and Tormenting Voice are very good. Yes. Because you can just replace what you didn't want with things you potentially would want. And then there's triggers, of course, because, you know, Prowess and Jeskai Ascendancy and things of that nature. I'm gonna keep banging on Jeskai Ascendancy like everybody plays it in modern. I don't give a shit. I play that fucking card, so deal with that. (laughs) But yeah, like red has more draw power than blue does because, I mean, it's not so much the replacing of itself, and then it's more you have more card selection then because you are pitching a card of your choice, casting
1: this card, and pulling two more cards. I mean, at the point where we're talking about card selection, dig um, through time would be the best. But of course, yeah, that's it's blue okay. and it's banned. <laughs> it, that card needed banned in modern. Oh. It's way too strong. Yeah.
2: Treasure crews got banned all across the board except Vantage, that's where it's restricted. Really dumb.
1: Where it's restricted. Yes. Um, so if we're talking about like card selection in modern, we've got a handful of cards that can do that for us. We've got. Um, we have anticipate which is a more recent card it made it showcase in standard look at the top 3 put one in your hand. Yeah. So like, you know, that's pretty good card selection for blue.
0: Um yeah, but what I'm looking for is the keyword draw. Well, <laughs> cuz well, again, Jeskai Tutelage, the word draw is very important to me. And right, We're not
1: getting Brainstorm in modern, so God no, we don't no. need it. Well, again though, that just comes down to specifically what you need because there's another card as well. It hasn't seen play for a very long time though. Um, goes by the name of telling time. it also is one in a blue you look at the top three cards of your deck put one in your hand one on the top and one on the bottom at instant speed yeah it's a pretty decent card You know it helps you set up a couple things uh, basically gets you one on your hand what's one on top and the worst one on the bottom that you don't want to see if you don't like the one on top either you can just crack a fetch and fix your problem and then you don't have to see anything but the one you wanted what's makes like, what makes it a, a micro priority uh, micro ponder actually. What's one of the most powerful green draw triggers? Harmonize. It's like the only green card that draws cards. And they have like a glimpse or something like that that left them draw. Oh, glimpse is banned in
0: modern. Get that out of here. What's glimpse and why is it banned in modern? Okay, oh, so please glimpse of nature. Break oh, Okay, 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 okay.
1: Glimpse of nature is a single green mana sorcery. Uh-huh. Whenever you cast a creature spell, not resolve one, not when a creature enters the battlefield, whenever you cast a creature spell, right. you draw a card. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Do you have any idea what that does with elves?
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about elves <laughs> in any capacity so no.
2: ever. I'm draw my entire deck and play my entire deck. Ah. Yeah, like, all
1: you need is like two animals. Nettle Sandals and a Heritage Druid, and it's like... <laughs>
0: Hey, don't don't mind me, I'm trying to fix something here while we're And then
1: when you draw another one,
2: you can cast it, and now when you play a creature spell, you don't only draw one, you draw two.
0: Oh Jesus.
1: Yep. And if stack. you play an Elvish Visionary, you draw a <laughs> card off the glimpse trigger, then the Elvish Visionary enters the battlefield, and you draw another card. It's like elves gets very, very scary quick. Yeah, it turns into a real deck real fast with Climps of Nature. Uh-huh. And for all you uh, people thinking about that, Sylvan Library is coming out in Eternal Masters. Which is not legal and modern. Until Wizards make some announcement that is like, Hey guys, everything in Eternal Masters is legal and modern, and at which point I'll just be like, <laughs> um, I'm speaking. It's a but it's not going to happen. They put Mana Crypt in their Enforceable Wasteland. We're not getting that. That's not going to be a little modern ever.
2: Yeah, but it's a good way for some of the modern players who are playing now, thinking about other formats. This is a good opportunity.
1: And it certainly helps them get access to stuff and step back to legacy and vintage if they're interested.
2: Yes, without paying full price.
1: I mean, they do have the problem of they're not going to have their duels. However,
2: I don't think. Yeah, they're never going to reprint them.
1: Yeah, they're on the reserve list, so Which is already said they're not.
0: Going
2: yeah. To reprim-
0: Okay, I think we have our thing fixed so I can actually be a little more focused on the conversation. Sorry about that. Uh, You guys held down the fort, so it's okay. So So we were
2: talking about R&D and some of the other mistakes that they should be focusing on other than the Phyrexian mana cost.
1: Well, it's more people were complaining about Phyrexian mana breaking the color pie. And the breaking of the color pie lets us go into uh, this little area of Magic's history where R&D intentionally broke the color pie by color-shifting cards and basically giving colors cards that they wouldn't have otherwise. Oh, um, boy. Are, are we getting into what I think we're getting into? We're getting where? into Planar Chaos.
0: Aw, oh, shit, son! Show it right down your throats. So,
1: <laughs> Planar Chaos had a handful of cards where they were color-shifted. Um, I don't remember a lot of them. Most of them are really bad, but... Groundbreaker, I believe, was the card comes to mind. It was—I remember the green ones because back then I played green for some reason. Don't do it; it's the worst color in Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the chain lightning, kind of. Um, it, was it was actually ball lightning. It was green, That's green, right. green for a six-one trample haste. The exiled at the beginning, of the next end step. Mm. We—I think I think or sacrifice at the beginning, of the next end step. I don't remember. What wasn't wasn't it was one of those two? Wasn't Delvin that too? Like didn't they introduce uh, Delve there? Um, yes. Delve was in Time Spiral. That's when it came around. Yes. Tomb yeah. That's where we got Tomb Stalker.
0: Yeah, because they uh, they they introduced a lot of mechanics that ended up.
1: Oh, man, that's where we got else. Logic Not too.
0: Great yeah. cards. Great cards.
1: So we had a handful of things that got color shifted. Harmonize also comes to mind. For those that don't know, Harmonize is two blue blue, or it was two blue blue originally. But harmonize itself is two green green draw three cards at sorcery speed. So like magic has already gone and broke the color pie before. They yeah. did this intentionally. They did it knowingly. Miri's um, guile, I believe, is the card name. Single green mana enchantment, or is it keen sense? I think it's keen sense. It's a single green mana enchantment. Um, enchanted whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Or whenever it deals damage, draw a card. Like there's a handful of things that basically I remember all the green ones because they drew cards.
0: <coughs> there's on, one.
2: That, there is one green one that stands out.
0: There.
2: <clears throat> but they kind of said,
0: "Oops,
1: what that was color shifted." Or are you talking about other cards from like other that cards time frame? From that
2: time frame.
1: All right. So, all right. So we had time spiral. Then we had planar chaos. And what was the third set of that block? I'm checking right site? now. Future site. Future yeah. site. Future site. I think so. Are you sure? That that doesn't sound like it had any mistakes in it. Oh, God.
2: It oh, had yeah, a big, ugly one.
1: Yeah. What well, one? I don't uh, remember. With,
2: with that, the, uh... Tarmogoy.
1: <laughs> Tarmogoy? a perfectly funny... All right, no. I, well, I
2: don't understand how your research development... You research this stuff for two years or two years ahead of the sets, and you don't realize that's going to be a problem. Like, I, I love the card. I absolutely do is a great card. Love it. Hope it stays around forever. (laughs) But I don't understand how your R&D, you unleash that thing, and you say, we didn't realize this was going to be a problem the way it was. Really? I think they like money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the real problem with Tarmogoyf is that they went and spoiled Planeswalkers on it. It wasn't just that. It still got big on its own because we had the fetches. We had everything
2: it needed to potentially get big. And then they say, oops, we're going to introduce new stuff now. Here yeah. we go. New card types.
1: Wait, but Tarmogoyf told you about those new card types. It warned you that Tribal and Planeswalkers were coming. True. Tribal? Yeah, Tribal is a card yeah. type that uh, Tarmogoyf looks for. Huh. Did not know that.
2: Because they're tribal enchantments.
1: Ah. Well, there's not just the tribal Tribal champs. sorceries. There you go. Tri- there was Tar a fire, of- baby. Yeah, there was a lot tribal of Tribal goblin. <laughs> so, what well, we got planeswalker,
0: creature, enchantment, artifact, land, uh, tribal. Instant, sorcery, instant tribal. Instant, sorcery, tribal. So that's, we got eight types. Yep. Which makes your
1: turn what, an eight, nine? Uh, on his best days, an eight, nine. Okay. Most days, he's like a five, six. Yeah, I mean,
0: eh.
1: Eldrazi. Hey, for two think- mana, that's perfectly balanced, right? We had the Eldrazi deck for a couple months. I'm surprised, like,
0: Delirium-enabling enchantment-type cards aren't being, like, jammed with Tarmogoyf in Modern right
1: now. Um, Seal of Fire actually started to pick up some play in Tarmogoyf decks. Because, mm. you know, it was an enchantment, so it grew your Goyf one. What's the drawback? Because I'm telling uh, you, there's there's,
0: mon- <laughs> there is one card... And I talk about this card every time, and people look at me like I'm strange. It was out of Shadows over Innistrad. <coughs> it was a, <coughs> one black enchantment, and it cost one black to sacrifice the enchantment, sacrifice a creature, and then put cards from the top of your library into your graveyard or something. Like, that would just inflate a Tarmogoyf.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that's good enough in Tarmogoyf decks. Like, oh, okay. They just want to be, like, thought-seizing away your opponent's instance, Because, like... Turn 1, you fetch either Thoughts User Inquisition, you take like an instant or a creature or something, and your time is 3-4 on turn 2. That's right, it does count other graveyards
0: too, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you don't really want to drain your that graveyard. Like, you if you're playing
1: against Infinity and you take an artifact creature and you have a sorcery in a land, my god, he's a 4-5 on turn 2. Ah,
0: uh, oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, I
1: swear to Christ. <laughs> Speaking is... of memory lapses, thanks for Tarmogoyf, guys. Yeah, when right? are we getting him in our standard set? Future set cards are supposed to be standard sets, right? Yeah. Eventually, sometime? Yeah? Jesus Christ.
0: Come on! So so when are we getting our Tarmogoyf? When are we going to get our equivalent of a Tarmogoyf? Actually, a nice
2: damnation in standard right now would be really sweet.
1: Yeah. I really, <laughs> I really, really want need a damnation in, in Eternal <laughs> Masters.
2: Uh, maybe I don't know if they will I think
1: they should Yeah
2: That's a possibility
1: I don't know if it sees enough play <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other things That were in future sight That we need to get Oh boy When are we gonna get um, Something along the lines of dark steel Garrison I want my fortification
0: The hell's that Dale <laughs>
1: Darksteel Garrison is an artifact fortification. Fortified land is indestructible. This thing costs two mana. Okay. Um, it has Fortify three, which is basically an equipment for a land. So you pay three to put it on the land. Okay. And that's got an ability: whatever fortified land becomes tapped, target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Oh.
0: Okay. That's you know it's all right. It's all right. Really it's an equipment to, for lands. Why not? I really yeah. want
2: you to think about that. What? Really want you to think about that. Research and development will do something like, oh, you wanted this? Here you go. Two to put it out, or three to put it out. Two to equip to the land. Every time you tap and land, both.
0: All right. I don't think they're going to be. That they're far. not. They're not going to be that I far. They've
2: made some mistakes. I mean, already. they might.
0: They might do something like they did with the blighted lands. Where each one would do something like, you know, tap this land, draw a card, tap this land, do one or two damage, or something like that. Tap this land, you know, target, sacrifices a creature, but that'd be, like, expensive, you know?
1: I mean, the big problem is I think they already kind of missed the bus on that one. Like, Darksteel Garrison, that immediately brings Mirrod into my mind. Yeah. so like, you know, that's where we got Darksteel Citadel... And all sorts of fun stuff like that. Like we had Darksteel Steel Relic, Darksteel Steel Forge, Darksteel Plate. Yeah. Got the
0: Ravagers out of that, which was absolutely
1: Yeah, but that doesn't have the word Darksteel Steel in it. No. And the great part is
0: <laughs> and they would have it would have been a well placed place to put it in because it says what? Makes the land indestructible? Yeah,
1: it makes the Land. But not
0: inexilable, which Eldrazi has, so it wouldn't be something it could be like it's something it could be easily overcome if you play Eldrazi. So it's not like incredibly powerful because you know World Breaker's a pain in the dick.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. How did I almost forget Darksteel Colossus? Uh-oh. I mean that card. Yeah. But basically anything with the word Darksteel in it was indestructible and it was in Mirrodin. Yeah. It's
0: like
1: They kind of missed the bus for that. Yeah. We might get back to a set like that. I mean, we do have new Phyrexia. We are probably... Oh, actually, that may be the... We know that we're going to... Kaladesh... After Eldritch Moon, which means we could very well, with all the new, you know, the them defending the multiverse and saving the world from evils instead of just being like, bitch, we're Planeswalkers, please, I'm leaving here. Yeah, because like... We could also, very well go back to uh, Mirrodin, which is now New Phyrexia, and try to cleanse us.
0: Because the thing is, yeah, like Phyrexia is like the big part of the story. Like, that's where it started. Uh, like, Urza versus Mishra, like, you know... Pyrexia is a really part of Magic's history, so if we didn't go back and we didn't like, re- <coughs> we didn't re-explore those sorts of things, we'd be missing out on a huge part of you know continuing the lore that was established at the start of the game. Karn's not dead, is he? He just got... No, and Karn's it... free. Oh, that's what I thought. Uh,
2: Venser's
1: dead, however. Aww. Rest in peace.
0: Aw. I like Venser. So
1: did I. Yeah, I was about to say Tom did too. Yeah. You know who's not dead, though? Tezzeret. <laughs> he's
2: kind of enslaved, though.
1: I mean, he's an agent of us now. <laughs> hey, but like, man. Sometimes you just have to, like, become a dragon's bitch.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think the dragon put that bitch together again.
1: Or, like, Humpty Dumpty or something?
2: No, he did. Pretty
1: much. They Yeah, Taz died.
2: He Hickle didn't Bowls, die.
1: Um, he was just... Not well after his (laughs) run-in with Jace. Yeah. Jace basically wiped his entire mind and left him in a drooling puddle. (laughs) That's pretty I wish I was kidding. That's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. My god,
0: I love the lore of this game. Which I'm kind of sad that it mostly gets ignored by players. They're just like, we have cards, these cards are great. I'm going to put Reality Smasher in every fucking deck, even though lore-wise
1: these characters would never be together.
0: Hey, it's okay, I, I, bud,
1: because good cards are good cards. Yeah. What are you talking about? Gideon would totally fight alongside Reality Smasher. Right?
0: Yeah, it's, just, it's one of those things whenever I started playing Magic, like, I was just getting deep into the lore, and I was like, you know what would be awesome? This deck would be awesome, because this is a thing that would happen in story. No, we're going to play fucking Thought Not Seer in every fucking deck, and then we're going to play it with, like, Nyssa, because that's a thing that happens, and, like, Oath of Nyssa and bullshit like that. I mean... I understand there's no restriction to deck building, but I just wish people were more into the the lore at least sometimes, at least sometimes. What
1: what,
2: what else did they go over in fact and fiction? Deck Faden?
1: was fact uh, Factor fiction. Dak Faden was brought up as being um, not good. Yeah, as being like underwhelming for modern, <laughs> if it were to hit modern, and I'm not even gonna lie to you for a second. I'm if not. Dak Faden was legal in modern. I would be playing him as, like, a four... O- I'd be playing, like, four Dak Fade and four Notion Thief in every deck I put together. Yeah, that I card even is care how real good. It's so, like, jamming it into, into Grixis Control. Just, like, start playing Tap Out Control, turn three Dak Faden, in, loot, get good stuff, turn four, play my Notion Thief, <coughs> um, use Dak Faden, plus one, you draw two cards, you discard two cards notion thief makes that so that i draw two cards and you discard two cards that that would be the moment that notion thief does
0: fly up in value that moment we have been waiting for by the
2: way we're not knocking the fact of fiction
1: i love that segment i think that should stick around but it was was actually a really good segment yes Um, i really enjoyed that segment i only saw a couple of them and it was gabby and lsv so shout out to them and channel fireball for coming up with that in the first place Mainly because we also really don't want to get in trouble for, like, mentioning your guys' idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the basis
0: for the main topic, but we rest from that into something else, so. I mean, we're back on it, yeah. I <laughs> can't help
2: it, it was brought up, and we kind of got chapped. I was yeah. pretty chapped about You the were pretty of chapped.
0: Like, a few hours ago, like, when we were Babies. talking about doing this today, like, <laughs> he was, they were going ape shit, and it's just like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up right now, because we want to save this. We want to save this rage, and now he's docile, and we've screwed it all up. <laughs>
1: well, no, Tom's doing good. He's doing good. I mean, I brought up the pros and cons. Yes, and there are pros and cons to it, and people are just being babies. <laughs> realistically, there's only a couple of decks that abuse it really, really hard. Yeah. Um, most notably, like I said, the Death Shadow deck, which, like, as far as I know, pretty much nobody but Sam Black plays it. Anyhow. Wait a
2: minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If if you get these players out of Modern and into some of the other Eternal formats, though, you really want to see some abusive stuff? There are some very abusive cards in the <coughs> Eternal formats.
1: Yeah. I got no idea what you're talking about. They're about to get exposed to Days, Force of Will, Nibble Mongoose, Wasteland, all sorts of fun stuff in Eternal Masters, whatever that yes. gets the show. I show. I just think Eternal Masters is going to be a
0: little confusing because it doesn't change any legality. It's just a set that's like hey, here's cards for multiple formats that good luck guessing what? Though The the sealed formats are going to be a hoot. Oh, the
1: sealed format's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to that so
0: much. Like, I love draft as it is, and now that we're talking about drafting Eternal Masters, which we
1: probably will. I just want Sneak Attack. That's all I want to draft. (laughs) Well, the thing is... Honestly, Sneak Attack looks like one of the most underwhelming cards that you can get in (laughs) it right now, because we don't see any fatties. Oh, there's going to be fatties. We haven't seen anything that it's going to get. We're going to get Tarmogoyf. Shut up. Sneak Attack and Tarmogoyf is like the most underwhelming thing you'll do. Yeah, but we're still going to get Tarmogoyf, and we know we're going to get Tarmogoyf. So, while we're on the topic of Eternal Masters and potential uses for Modern, because thus far, everything that's been spoiled is either banned in Modern or not legal in Modern. Right. Um... Like I said at the beginning, I would really like for them to be like, hey, everything in Eternal Masters is legal and modern, and then well, them rehash the ban list. They already like, have a modern set, though. It's modern eh, Masters. Yeah, but they give us a bunch of junk in there. They haven't given us some, like, really good stuff. You got
2: your goyfs. Everyone's like, for some goyfs. So, goif. so I don't care about
1: Tarmogoyfs. I, I know. I want new cards legal and modern that weren't modern before. Well, they gave you Dak. He's not legal and modern.
2: Mm, they should fix that. Research development. get on that.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe they actually looked at that one and decided he was a bad idea for modern probably not but it's possible yeah, uh, um, but, yeah but Factor I would Fiction really... he's fine yeah Factor Fiction doesn't <laughs> think he's going to do anything but realistically <laughs> I don't think he will in a lot of decks like he doesn't do anything in most legacy <laughs> red
0: blue he will do something oh boy that is that is true. With that uh, that color combination, um, we're basically just talking about the format of modern, essentially. Yeah,
2: to be fair, he should be more destructive in Legacy, but he's four drop and he's a three drop. Oh yeah, he's a three drop. Oh yeah. three. Three well, drop, yeah. Ooh, god, he yeah. might, I don't know why Legacy players aren't trying to. I'm Vintage like, Vintage I, plays
0: I, four ups of them all day. Like there are decks that just have Dak Faden. Of course they also the same deck I'm referring to has Narset Transcendent. Oh, I, well, I want to know what happened. That.
2: They kinda got a new Jace, it's pretty good too.
0: Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah, the new one from Shadows. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> Magic's got a hard on for that guy. I would yeah, like He's them. like a main character. Well yeah he's like the main character. He's got an oath now. He's the guild pact. He's even though the living guild pact was a terrible card. Yeah, but he's still the guild pact Hmm. Like, I don't know. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in R&D, realistically. Um, Do I think we're going to get anything from Eternal Masters for Modern? Not really, but there is something that is technically an all-Eternal format staple that I am very excited for, that has not been confirmed yet but I believe will be in Eternal Masters, and those are the Zendikar Fetchlands, which desperately need a reprint. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, when Scalding Tarns and stuff are like, $75, $80 in that price range, it's just... It's not... You can play the cons fetches, which admittedly are only anywhere from, like, Twelve to 25 or so, depending on which one it is.
0: Yeah, but they're going to go up. We know they're going to go up.
1: Like, that's not a... Yeah, they're going to go up over time. There's no <gasps> doubt about that in my opinion. Right, I believe that there's no question of that. They will go up over time, I believe. Yeah. Um, the problem is that they don't technically let you have as smooth of a mana base. Like, if you're playing Grixis, sure, you can play four Polluted Deltas, four Bloodstained myers, but you really want to be playing, like, four Polluted Deltas, four Scalding Tarns. That way you can get Islands with your stuff. Because you want to be able to, like, cast cryptic command through Blood Moon and things of that nature.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah. I believe the Zendikar fetches could very well be in Eternal Masters. I hope that they are. Speaking of Blood
2: Moon...
0: Um,
1: Blood Moon could be in there as well. I would like it to be in there. But, like, I could go on this list of rares that I think would be great to be in there. Like... <coughs> Blood Moon, Crucible Worlds, the Zendikar Fetches. Did we get, is Snapcaster Mage in Modern Masters? Did Snapcaster Mage has not been in Modern Masters yet. I'm I don't hoping believe. hoping
2: we get a reprint in Eternal. Um,
1: Liliana of the Veil that would should be probably nice. have yes. a reprint in Eternal Masters, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think Tarmogoyf could use a reprint.
2: Uh, I don't. We got
1: him in Modern Masters, so I mean, yeah, I think it's but fair. he's a four of in like every deck. He is. I, like I like Dark Confidant, but I don't believe he needs another reprint. I don't think that Vendillion Click needs another reprint. Although we do what?
2: Deathrite Shaman is confirmed Eternal Masters.
1: Deathrite Shamans in there, and we had it in Modern, so no, we didn't. It wasn't in Modern. Deathrite Shaman's banned in Modern. So it wasn't in Modern Masters. Nope, never been in Modern Masters. Okay, he's maybe. too he's too young to have been in a Modern Masters. So was Snapcaster and Liliana, because I imagine they would have put those things in there if they could have. Yeah, hopefully we do get
2: Snapcaster, because I need to place that.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think that's the reason you should want things to be printed in Eternal Masters, is because you want to place that. Oh, I want to um, place that. I just think it's a good card to have in that type of... Uh, that type of, we're going to push... The Growth of Eternal Formats. I think it's a good, ca- a good card to have there.
0: I keep having technical difficulties, so I keep dropping out. Sorry about that, folks. But anyway, I'll uh, continue. Um,
1: Ancestral Visions could be in there. Shardless Agent could be in there. Lord knows we need a copy that's not in a friggin' commander deck or yeah, that would plane be nice. chase deck I didn't even know I had a copy
0: of Ancestral Visions but I have Magic the Gathering Anthology so yeah I have one
1: no I'm talking about the, uh, the Shardless Agents now yeah like we just got a judge promo of it. That's pretty sweet. I'm excited about that as a level one judge. Right. Um, I don't think I got one. Is I'm almost any... positive I don't have one coming. Is LED um, on the revised list? LED is on the reserve list. Uh, don't be afraid to talk into the mic. Let the people know uh, your questions. I was curious. I didn't know if LED was on there or not. It is. Yeah. LED yeah. Yeah, uh, LED's yeah. line's eye diamond for anybody that's unaware. Um Beyond that, we could also get a couple other things, like Burning Wish would be cool to have. Yeah. So a couple decks that play Burning Wish. I mean, we got Char Belcher, so it's not like they couldn't give us that. Um, Past and Flames is a cool card I wouldn't mind seeing. I don't know if Yagmas Will and or Bargain are on the reserve list offhand. Oh, uh, baby. But I wouldn't mind seeing either one of those in Eternal Masters. What about Bazaar? Bizarre on there? Bizarre in fact, that's not going to be an Eternal Master. <laughs> um, there was talk okay, about Rishadon port coming in there, though. Okay. And the potential for Mana Drain, but a couple oh, of people. Oh, I would love Mana Drain to be in there. Okay, I'm so. say that. So here's the problem with having Mana Drain. We already have Force Will and Jace the Mind Sculptor. We don't need Mana Drain in there anymore. I just
0: want to be able to get
1: a <laughs> Mana Drain. Come on, man. That's fine, but keep in mind we have another limited. Uh, another limited run product coming here later on in the year of the second conspiracy set okay i expect a mana vault to be in there yeah um i hope mana drain will be in there you were expecting mana vault. isn't
0: mana crypt the one that's getting or yeah mana
1: crypt well okay. mana vault could be in there too
0: <laughs> yeah but you know we don't know about that
1: yeah like we don't know anything that's going to be in there yet we know that it's coming i want um, mana drain to just be in a
0: set i can crack
1: that's all i want though
0: conspiracy be better because aren't there still going to be cheaper packs
1: um, I think they're going to be, like, the usual MSRP of 4 or whatever. Usually you can get them at your LGS for, like, 3 for 10, 3 for we're, 11, depending on your area. Where Eternal Masters are going to be, like... 10 a pack. 10 a pack, more. yeah.
0: But you know what? I just love, like, going into limited events and being like, we could pay $15 or we could pay 30 and go apeshit. <laughs> Which I love. I love that. We did that with Modern Masters too quite a lot. Where we were just like, please, I do not want to see anyone doing flip and rip with Eternal Masters. Please, Too play. fucking bad. God.
1: Do not do flip. Too and rip.
0: fucking now. I'm not going to do that. That's shit. I don't know
1: if I can take part in that one, Timmy. I'm actually thinking about removing
0: the flip and rip videos that we have up right now because they're just not. It makes me so. I sad. mean, if you guys want me to keep the flip and rip videos up, comment on them. Of uh, the YouTube channel, the YouTube channel that they're on is uh, youtubecom user ix. Since this is relevant to the podcast, I'm gonna throw that out there. There's a couple flipping rip videos on there. If you want them to stay, comment on them. If you want them gone, comment on them too, and I'll delete them. Cause I, uh, I like, if you're like... a collector,
2: I'm sorry if you watch these videos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm a collector too. Like that's the worst part. Like I'm kind of a sadder collector because I collect the standard shit right now. Cause it's just like I have to have ev- four of everything in standard, even though it's kind of like falling apart right now. Uh I, I've been selling off like eternal pieces left and right. But uh that collection will come back. Give it time. Give it time, exactly. Well no, the most heartbreaking bit were pieces of my EDH deck that had to go. But uh, yeah. Speaking
2: of EDH, I I have I have qualms with that format.
0: Oh god, what?
2: If you're a player, and you're thinking about getting into this format, uh-huh. please do not trade your play sets of good things off to get into this format.
0: It is it is the most casual of the casual formats. Like, it, seriously, don't, don't overdo it when you're entering it. Yes. Like, it is the most accepting format of proxies you have ever seen in your life. Like, don't go into, like, don't expect to go into, like, a casual event with, like, nothing but a proxy, di- like, 100 proxies, but it's... It's one of those where you can form the deck to what you want to do, so don't drop on all your expensive cards right away. And for the love of God, it don't. will get... be
2: sad if you do, because we did do this. And <laughs> there were play
0: sets of things I wish I would have
2: kept together. Yeah.
1: What are you talking about? We. I hate that format.
2: You didn't do it. I'm like the Grizzle. all of that are a group, format. but you know the guys that I'm talking about. We all did, and we we're all kind of sad about that four because we got into it when it first started kicking, and it was like eight of us, and these day forces got scattered. There was a lot of power that got scattered. And it was. It's, I'm so sad now.
0: <laughs> I'm just. I'm just glad that whenever I got into EDH, whenever I built decks in EDH, I started with like a shit ton of proxies, and then just. One by one, as the cards came to me, I was like, alright, there's that card, I'm gonna get that card. I didn't go nuts. Like, I did it right. I had, like, a deck that was, like, half commons, half proxies, and then just built from there. And now I have a deck I love, and I actually sold, like, nine cards out of it, which makes me very upset. But, you know, again, it's flexible with proxies. You can have you can have a few and still it play. Is. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on it. Like, I just find it to be, like... The casual of the more hardcore formats.
1: Do note, confirm that with your local store first. If they don't allow proxies, and you're kind of SOL. Most people just play EDH tabletop. Yeah. They don't generally care that much.
0: That's mainly what I'm talking about, because you're not going to find competitive EDH places very often. Like, we, we kind of... We have one of those rare cases where we have an incredibly casual but very competitive EDH crowd at the same time. Like, we have... We have Dream Killers here. That's all we're saying. (laughs) You've apparently never
1: gone to an open and played in one of those $5 entry EDH things. Those things have some of the most ruthless people I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And apparently some of which, uh, according to reports that I was hearing about, have uh, cheaters that just kind of walk off. Like, I win. My combo's here. I win. And don't explain it. Just pack up and leave. So I think we're starting to peter out. Am I wrong on this, or is there more to discuss?
1: I think think we we covered everything pretty well.
0: All right. Well, fortunately, yeah, we kind of hit uh, close to the the time we want to have. You know, 45 minutes to an hour seems a little comfortable for this. I don't think we have to go any further than that. So uh, with that, folks, um, I'm going to say thank you for listening if you've listened through this mess. uh, I think the technical difficulties I've been dealing with through the entire fucking episode are finally resolved, thank Christ. Uh, so I guess we're gonna sign off now, guys. What do you have to, what do you have to say on that? Don't play EDH. Oh, that's Tyson. No, stop. Do not ban Frex and Man cards. <laughs> God. I, I guess I guess if I have to say, give us our give us our standard equivalent of Tarmogoyf. There. Now we've all said something topical. Well, Except, I mean, I, I have something to say about yours though. We have Sylvan Advocate. Is that not good enough for you? Sylvan Advocate. pretty well, uh, good. It is pretty good, but I'm kinda of <laughs> sick of seeing it. It's like one of those things, it's like it's in every deck. Well, like, what do you good think's gonna happen good. if we get
1: Tarmogoyf?
0: Yeah, well whatever.
1: I mean, we already have
0: shit that's already in every deck. That's standard. We're gonna have reality smasher well, not so much anymore. Reality Smasher was kinda of the last set's darling, and now it's kinda of gone. Yeah, but there's more yeah, sets now to it's come. Archangel he might be yeah. Back. Archangel Avison, Sylvan Advocate, fucking uh, what else, what else is one that we Chandra see? Flame yeah. Chandra Flamecaller! Chandra Flamecaller, we see Sorin, in every
1: card. Go- Secure the Waste! Westvale Abbey and Ormondall.
0: Uh, wh- yeah, yeah.
1: Collected Company and Tireless Tracker!
0: Declaration in Stone. Notice how there's more white cards in this, you know, what's in every fucking deck right now. Apparently white got Inspector. a whole lot of removal, though.
1: <laughs> Anguished Unmaking! Oh, uh, I don't
0: like Anguish Unmaking. There's... I love that
1: card, you shut your whore mouth. I
0: feel like the three life cost is too much.
1: I feel like your three life cost is not enough. <laughs> 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 well, I mean,
0: we've already established that you think losing two life is not a cost, so. Fucking whatever. So, what's one more life?
1: Exactly. Whenever we don't
0: have a dual land that's white black, except for Caves of Koilos or the tap lands that aren't very. I
1: hey, mean, you have
0: shambling vents. Yeah, it's also a tap land.
1: Yeah, but it also gains you the life yeah, back. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a fairly good one. Yeah, it just it just requires, what, five mana? To, or no, it's a three mana cost to animate it, isn't it? One
1: black, white to animate, and it requires itself to be untapped so it can attack.
0: Yeah. So basically, it's like a, a four drop, essentially. But yeah, we were going to end this, and now we're getting on topics that we should talk about next time, which is how easily standard feels stale. Um... <laughs>
2: Some people say it's the best standard format they've
0: ever seen. What, right now? I have heard this.
1: Oh well, it's
0: better than Rhino's. It's yeah, it is better than Rhino's. Siege Rhino was uh <laughs> another one of those R and D oversights. Oh my god, yes. Cause wasn't it like originally supposed to be like a two
1: drop or something and then they had to figure out how to fix it? It was supposed to be three mana for a three four with a bailoff clause. And I'm then and then they printed so another they card to that. fix that, and they didn't. No, they printed. A, they had a card already in existence, and they wanted the Abzandex to be able to deal with that card. Oh, okay. So then they went, "We'll add another mana to it. We'll give it plus one, plus one. We'll give it trample. We'll give it this enter the battlefield ability." Seems like it won't be. We'll that take away deal. In the Bayloth clause and that it can't be countered, which I believe was its original um, functions. Right. Okay, well, that seems to. Cause that, the, I mean, one yeah. mana for drain three, gain three, trample, and plus one plus one is totally acceptable. I have no well, idea. I mean, if I would pay one mana for deal three to your opponent, gain three, target creature gets plus one plus one and trample.
0: I mean, if you really think about it, that's kind of where the colors come from, though. White's the gain life, black's the drain life, and green's the trample. So, I mean. Where does it get the four, five for four? <laughs> And they didn't need to trample for the green, because it was already 4-5 for 4, which is sufficiently green enough. Even though tassiger is the same fucking thing, and he's all... Well, he's black, green, he's blue, six so... Yeah. Well, no, he's not. He's, he's one mana. He's six mana. He's one mana. He's a one drop. If you don't have a graveyard, he's six. Okay, well, he, you're gonna have a graveyard if you're building with Tassiger and he's not a one Not if drop. I'm
1: playing rest in peace against you.
0: Oh, my God. And then we just have Rip Helm, and then it's just another level rip of Rip Helm's things. not legal. Fu- oh, no, rip- there we
1: go. We can have Helm of Obedience and Eternal Masters. It's not legal in Modern. When are they going to start doing the, when this comes in? play? I the already have products? Helm of Obedience, though. Who well, cares? First, it's I a good a- card to have in it Eternal Masters. Card.
2: It is a good card to have. They're going to do it again. Because hmm. every format they do this.
0: What? With Drag
2: Tuffs for a while, and a Seed Rhino, and... <laughs> no, Archangel Everson <laughs> <Abison laughs> is this gets- format's Thrag Yeah. yeah. We're, they're just going to keep pounding them out.
0: <laughs> just like just like sperm, just keep cranking out the horrible mistakes that keep uh that keep magic players like, well, I'm going to play this card in every fucking deck because uh it's overpowered. And we I don't love it.
2: Hate you r d We find it is
0: highly entertaining, but I kind of hate you. Please stop the mistakes. I kind of hate you.
1: <laughs> I just wish you guys say would say that a little now, more testing yes. especially in older formats. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that now. I kind of hate you. I don't hate you guys. Without you guys, we don't have the game. You make some bad decisions, which gives us some great talking points. <laughs> Whenever you have a memory lapse, <laughs> I'm not commenting. Oh fuck this!
2: All right,
0: all right, let's cut uh, this. Yeah, all right, see you later, done. guys. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your day. Yes. to have to stop it. Say bye, Mike. Oh. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>